Oh, so we haven't started. We are still going to talk. Oh, about... right. I'm going to start. Well, no, I haven't started, have I? <laughs> Adam was too busy laughing to start the podcast. Get on with it. Welcome back. This is the Long Snapper Podcast. We are we're back for the 2020 season, which is happening, apparently. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. It looks like it is. Week one, we are here to preview it in our usual way. Rich, Pat, Mark and Craig are with me. I'm Adam. Hello, everybody. Hi, Adam. Hello. 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 That was much better the second time. Yeah, uh, uh, well... It couldn't got it couldn't have got any worse. I mean, or we'd be in Russ Milson all over podcast this week territory of how bad the intro was. Anyway, here we are. It's it's good to it's good to all get together. Hopefully we'll do this each week throughout the season. Um just the usual stuff really. Yeah, so this may else... very well be the highlight of my footballing season this season. So uh, I'll enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> well, I've before yet, I've before yet week see... one. You know, the Jags are level pegging with everyone else. So, you know, things should be good. I've yet to see the Jags on a power ra- on a power rankings list anywhere other than last. It's, it's impressive that we've managed to go from, well, they've managed to get us from, I've been really enthusiastic for going to the season. And in about 10 days, just thinking, mm, not really bothered if it starts now. Okay, so what happens man. first? What happens first? The Jacksonville Jaguars get their first win, or the Washington football team gets a proper name. Oh, a Jaguars yeah. get their first win before that. Oh, they're, not gonna, bold, they're not going to name them something, are they? Are they asking for names still? Aren't they? They're just settled on Washington football team, surely. Is that gonna... is that genuinely the long term name? I don't know. <laughs> I know just... there, initially there was like a poll, weren't there? But surely it's just Washington football team. You can't like call it the Washington Storm now. It just can't run it's just washington football team just deal with it it's like a i actually we were, we were talking about this i think you were you were in the chat pat last week we were doing a draft and just chatting about it and it kind of makes sense to me that they've done it like this now i've thought about it a bit more because it actually calling themselves the washington football team just it doesn't gloss over everything that's happened it doesn't gloss hmm. over the fact they've had a racist name for so many years, it reminds people of that in a way that you, you haven't just come up with the first tacky replacement name you could think of. It's like, okay, this is what we've done. We're going to call it this for a bit. might not be forever, but at least this season, maybe longer. And so rather than just forget it, brush it under the carpet, it kind of actually sits all right with me. Bit of history, man. I reckon it's all right. Yeah. I think that uh, might rather, be giving rather, them too much credit, though, rather than it just being, <laughs> they wanted a different just, yeah, name. Okay. They wanted pants with all the different it. names, and so they had to go with, oh, we'll just go generic until for a year and see what we can do. I can't, I, it would have been very easy for them to just go, oh, with a, the the Washington Thunderbolts or whatever, or just Capitals. the first stupid name that, well, I think that's taken, isn't it? Or, oh, but yeah, just another shit name based on the fact that they're the nation's capital whatever it is. Um, but yeah, here we are. We've gone on far too long without having a quiz, haven't we? So unusually, 
I don't have one. And in fact, we did one on another podcast who, in fact, let's talk about that because we need to just point out that, you know, kickers matter are cheats. I, mean, <laughs> I think everybody knows everybody knows that already. There's just like it's just one of those things that doesn't get discussed. Oi, Google Byram. <laughs> it definitely gets discussed. <laughs> um but they they did um well I mean obviously Jack Jack arranged all this. He did like a podathon last week, so I should um yeah, we, we did half an hour on there. We had a kicker smatter versus long snapper kind of rematch. Um, but hours and hours and hours. And if you think a kicker's matter podcast normally is long enough, <laughs> uh, this this was another level. But um, uh, raising money for a couple of good causes. So what's their Twitter feed? At kickers underscore matter. Find that. Um, stick a little donation to their, their cause if you can. Not for them. Um, but for the the much superior worthwhile causes that they were doing it for, just um, donate, just, just donate money. Don't bother listening to the podcast because fuck me. But um, <laughs> yeah, but listen, but just donate loads of money. Do that. Save yourself the trouble. Far better. Uh, but you boys should have beat them though. Yeah. Well, you say that, but did we not? Know, cheat? We, had, we, had we didn't cheat. Uh, uh, we didn't we cheat. also we also had our probably weakest potential quizzing lineup. Well, yeah. especially especially when you're playing Google, you don't stand much of a chance. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even playing against normal human beings, I don't stand much of a chance. So it doesn't help. I will say though, shout out to Jack because that ain't easy. What he did though, yeah, oh, it's in it. Yeah. Right, so yeah. respect in it. Yeah, he got a good lineup of people in on the day. Yeah, it was a good. Put it together. Well done, well, mate. Well done, Jack. <laughs> um, right, quiz tonight though. Um, yeah, I've I've written. I wrote more than enough for that last week. Um, Pat, you're you're stepping in with with something different, hopefully. So, what have you got? So, um, each of the questions will be four clues to a active NFL player. Um, I'm going to go round each person in sequence. If you get the player after one clue, you get five points. If you get it after two clues, you get three. Three clues, you get two, and four clues, you get one. You've only allowed one guess, so if you guess wrong, you, the um, question's open for everyone else to steal the points for. Um, the other thing we're going to do is, if you turn down guessing after clue one, everyone else can jump in to steal your points if they want to. But the same as the person whose question it is, the people jumping in only have one chance to steal per question. That will make sense. It does. Yeah. Craig, I've... you weren't listening, I assume. Just well, standard. Good. I'm going to enjoy Craig jumping I, in multiple I times and getting angry when he gives to. the answer away. I don't even need me to. My hamster was making a lot of noise and I got distracted. Brilliant. My bad. Breaking news. What, what, Breaking Pat, how many points? Craig has a hamster. Yeah. I love her. It's because we can't have a yeah, dog we need, yet. We need to get back to... Pat, how many points do you get if you answer before clue one? Uh, I hadn't factored you're, that you're in. Such a, you're such a bellend, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stick it at five, so you may as well listen to the first question. Okay. All right, so I've, I've ordered the questions in the order I thought people would listen to the uh, explanation of how the quiz works, so Adam's going first. Uh, Adam. <laughs> Absolutely fast. <laughs> Clue one. I went yeah. undrafted in the 2008 draft after graduating from Toledo. 
not going anywhere near that. Next clue, please. Does anyone want to jump in for the steal? No chance. Head shakes all round. Okay, question two. Sorry, clue two. I was eventually picked up as an undrafted free agent by the Denver Broncos. Ooh. Um. No, it's too early. Uh, Which draft did you say this was? 2008. 2008, yes. No. That's time. Anyone I've, jump got, I've got a name in mind, but I don't have the bottle to go with it. Carry on. Anyone jumping in? No? Head shakes all around? All right. Clue three. Despite my undrafted free agent status, I won a starting job in my rookie season before being surprisingly waived in, after my second season with Denver. Jesus, Pat, man. A 2008 player, no position <laughs> from Toledo, who was a free agent and got waived the year after. Like, that's a million players, bro. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is impossible. Waived after two years? The guy I've, I thought it was, I've now ruled out, so give me the fourth clue. Uh, does anyone want to jump in for two points? Nope. Okay, fourth clue. I was claimed from waivers by the Titans, where I spent the next decade and also made their 2020-53 man roster. Thank, well, see, wait a second. <laughs> I had I had Wesley Woodyard in my head as somebody it could be who went to the Titans, but he's well, he's now a free agent, so it's not Wesley. <laughs> That was like a superbike race going on in your background. <laughs> That's my background. South London. I'm gonna say Brett Kern in the in the the, the hope that I've somehow missed the fact that he was a, a Bronco for two years. Brett Kern is correct. Okay. Have a point. Moving to question two. That's not, that's not my finest hour to miss miss that, is it? I'm amazed none of, none of the rest of us got the Titans punter. <laughs> I did say I tailored the questions for the people. That's a true. Yeah, I should have thought about it. I should have, yeah. <laughs> question two to Rich. Clue one. Okay. I, was, I was drafted in the fifth round of the 2011 draft after graduating from Stanford. Not like anything's coming. Anyone want to try and steal it? Can you say that again? Drafted in the fifth. Oh no, wrong clue. Drafted in the fifth round of the 2011 draft after graduating from Stanford. Okay. No. 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 Passes all round. Clue two. My first six seasons were with the Seattle Seahawks. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Sherman. Richard Sherman is correct for three points. That was much easier than Adam's one. <laughs> I picked Adam's favourite player. It's true. I just didn't expect him not to know anything about him. <laughs> Whoa, brutal. Mark. Yes, hello. I was drafted in the fifth round of the 2013 draft after graduating from Iowa. This is a bit of a theme on the first clues. <laughs> um, no, no idea. Wait, Anyone which draft? Hmm? Which year? Uh, 2013. Which round? Fifth. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for one. Go on, Rich. Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is incorrect. You are frozen out of the rest of this one. Ah, fuck you, Rich. 
Anyone? <laughs> 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 All right. Clue two. I played my first four professional seasons with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay Packers. Um. So 2013, first four seasons will take you up to 2018. So he's been for two years. Packers. Nope. Sorry. Carry on. Mark or Craig? I'm Mark. Sorry. Adam or Craig? No. Taking heads. All right. Clue three. I share my name with a Jamaican international footballer who spent seven seasons playing for Watford. <laughs> Uh, yes, of course. Um, Micah Hyde. Correct for two big points. <laughs> Good clue. That's, that's really niche even for us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Mark would appreciate that one and it was in his thing. That was good. All right, Craig. Um, clue one. I was drafted in the third round of the 2005 draft after graduating from Miami. a lot of silence third round of the 2005 draft after graduating from Miami alright anyone want to steal yes please what have you got Mark Frank Gore Frank Gore is correct for five <laughs> big points oh <laughs> right I'm going to go back round the way we've come so Craig can have a second question had to be someone that age that long ago. <laughs> I thought that was a bit of a clue. Yeah. All right. First clue for Craig. I was drafted in the seventh round of the 2005 draft after graduating from Harvard. <laughs> well, they never mentioned that I graduated from Harvard, so I can see why that'd be a difficult uh, clue. Nope. It's, it's magic. He's right. Yeah. Five points, Yay! Craig. You gotta speak up, Craig. That, that was much easier. Standings at the moment. Mark on seven, Craig on five, Rich on three, Adam on one. Mark's question. Clue one. I was drafted in the first round of the 2012 draft after graduating from South Carolina. First round of 2012. Um, first round, and so I'm assuming it's a Bills player. Um... Well, I think I know who it is, but I, I don't want to guess. Anyone want to try and steal it? Yes, I do. Go on then, Adam. EJ Manuel. EJ no. Manuel is incorrect. Frozen out. Twenty twelve. Alright, anyone else jumping in or shall I go clue two? I'll go clue two. I played my rookie contract for the Buffalo Bills, but to the surprise of many, new head coach Sean McDermott declined to franchise tag me. I think I know who it is, and I think someone's going to jump in in a minute, so I'm going to guess. Um, it's an educated guess, and I think it's the traitor Stefan Gilmore. Is the traitor Stefan Gilmore? <laughs> Big stuff. Mark's up to 10 points. Hate that guy. Adam. Second question. I was drafted in the first round of the 2016 draft after graduating from Oregon. 
Well, you're a year out from the the obvious one, so I, I'm going to pass for now. Anyone jumping in? Um, what's his name? I mean, that's the answer. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, that's what we're looking for. I'm going to go with it. Uh, DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner's right for five big points. <sighs> Only because of the indie link. So, Rich is the last one. He's two points behind Mark at this point. Uh, Craig could still tie it up on ten, and I do have a tiebreak question. Adam's on one, he's out of it. Uh, Rich, <laughs> I was taken in the first round of the 2004 draft after graduating from Pittsburgh. Fuck it, all or nothing, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is wrong, frozen out. Anyone jumping in? Craig. Craig. Eli did not. Craig is out. Mark, you've won anyway. So you can go for glory or you can have some more clues. Actually, Adam could steal it. Adam could just be the spoiler. Uh, I, I stopped listening when you said I was out. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I've no idea. All right, second clue. Not that it matters, but, you know, we play to the end. Play to the whistle. Uh, taken as the third overall pick, it is perhaps unsurprising that I am a one-club man with 2020 set to be my 17th consecutive season for the club. Did you not just say he was drafted in the first round? I obviously wasn't listening. Yeah, first round, 2004, yeah. third overall pick, one-club man. Oh, that must be um, Larry Fitz. Larry Fitzgerald for three big points. Trademark. So that finishes it up. Mark scored 13. Rich scored eight, Craig scored five, Adam scored one, but it was an important one because that means the total of yours beat Mark by one. So, you know, there's some solace there. <laughs> Is there? <laughs> good, nice, nice quiz that, Pat. That's a good I, quiz. I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm really quite annoyed with myself that I pretty much forgot that Kern started with the Broncos and I have Wesley Woodyard in my head who made the same journey. Oh, you know I'm what just, it is? I'm just making excuses. No, no, no. Do you know what it is? We're not in football shape right now. That's you're right. Just, you're right. We're it's, not in football shape. No preseason. We, 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 ain't, we, ain't, we ain't had pads on. You get me? Like, we've got to get warm. We're not, we're not game shape right now. That's all. Let's just get through this walkthrough. Let's get through speak, this practice. Speak, get speak to yourself, Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. You've already had some warm-up pods. That's just cheating. <laughs> I haven't even thought about football in months, so... Give me a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. Well, as it's a new season and we're a day and no, two days away from the first game, um, you you may recall we were doing a Steve Brains anytime touchdown corner um, last season. We were selecting a bet each week, and with the the idea of trying to trying to win some money for the cause. Um, we're kind of going to do a similar similar thing again, um, and you know, we said we wouldn't stop doing that, and, and why would we? Uh, yeah, I don't need to don't need to explain why or the story behind it, as as I'm sure you all you will be very well aware. But yeah, we're going to place a five pound bet each week, and yeah, try and try and win some money. And so, I think we we've kind of decided on. A theme of the players that we would we would pick, and Russ, who's who's not here, um, couldn't be with us tonight. Uh, he sent. Uh, I don't know who he sent. Mike Kaziki, I'm going to say. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that seems okay. Right. So we're going to add him or start the accumulator with him. Um, so 
yeah, just to quickly round the room, um, yeah, we're all going to pick tight ends this week. Where else would you start? Week one. So, Rich, who have you got to score any time touchdown? I have gone with San Francisco 49ers tight end, Jordan Reed. Ooh, <laughs> what? Oh, <laughs> left field. Bro, is he even, you're overthinking he, this. Yeah, he's going to play. Are. He's going to play. play. Yep. And I suppose well, if you're going to pick him, you've got to pick him in week one before he gets injured, haven't yeah. you? So, yeah, but, absolutely. He'll get injured but getting we... out of bed in the morning, so it's, that's not yeah, exactly. But if we can't actually, if we can't actually, if we can't get odds on him, I'll go with Kittle. But if we can get odds on Jordan oh, Reed, they'll they'll let you they'll let you place that bet <laughs> <laughs> because they want your money. <laughs> you know, it says others on request. <laughs> it <could be> <laughs> All right, so Gaziki and Reed, uh, Pat. Uh, you can't look past Mark Andrews. I don't think coming up against the Cardinals. Yeah, it's it's disappointing that it's taken the third third pick um, to get to him. But yes, obviously Mark Andrews is is going to be in our in our bets. Craig, who have you got? Uh, I'll go Tyler Higby. Okay. We are not winning. Uh, this- <laughs> no, we're not. Well, I was also going to go with. I was also going to go with Tyler Higby, so I'm going to dramatically change and go with Jared Cook. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't know why. I... Just because you know, he scored a couple of touchdowns last year. I've not put enough thought into Adam. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> not a bad shout. To be honest, up until you told me like 20 seconds ago that we were doing this again, I totally forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> This is how I hope it's going to go with every single week as well. <laughs> yeah. um, right, I'm going to stick the sixth name in and on a similar vein, I'll go with Jonu Smith. Jonu. Um, Jonu, yeah, which will be the very last game of the week in Denver. Right, let's talk about the NFL and some news. You know, we, we're we a cutting-edge podcast. We record regularly during the off-season, as you know, so... Um, there's not much new news that's happened since we've last been on, but let's let's focus on the important stuff and let's start with the rumours that have come out overnight about Odell Beckham. Are we are we doing a news dump here? We. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, where do we start with this? I mean, we, we've got to analyse it. Um, what, like yeah, what shape the crap was? Consistency. Yeah, what's the consistency of it? <laughs> oh, come on, come on, come on. Come on. We're better Are than we this, better? aren't we? Are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do you know what I think? You know, good luck to him. If he likes being shat on... Good, no, not good luck good, to him, bro. Yeah, if, if, he, if he enjoys it, then more speed to him. I'm, I'm happy with yeah, it. But if you're going to do that shit, that shit should be... <laughs> 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 You should keep it private. Come right. on, come I on, do better. I tried to. Yeah, yeah but he, he, did, he did put it on his own Twitter feed, did he? Uh, come off it, mate. You got to be better. Instagram live it. TikTok, someone shitting on him. He's not like, doing that. <laughs> that's got to be the inner circle. You can't just be shit having random ladies <laughs> in a ring, not circle. I think. Hey. Well, like, I assume he probably paid a fair penny for someone to like try and buy their. Discreetness about it, but they um they let him down. When they got their money elsewhere, it's yeah. crazy. Whatever he's into, good for him. Money in the world, man. You know what I mean. You can't buy it. You get me? Like 
These people are nuts. Imagine you that. Can't buy, I imagine you can buy that <laughs> if you go to the right places. I, I'm pretty sure he did buy that, but whatever. It's, that is <laughs> disgusting. Like, I'm not judgmental in it. Do your thing. That's cool, but also, it's not that cool. <laughs> I'm not judgmental, but there are, there are plenty of conservative Christians in the US that will judge any of us for you know shit that we enjoy like that. Not like that, but like oh, regular normal shit. Rich revealing a bit about something about himself here. <laughs> hey, you're the one that was standing up for him, Mark. Hey, I'm I'm pro-choice. Do me crouch, not stand up. They judge you for that as well, Mark. <laughs> Yeah. My point is, Look, for American conservatives, you don't get this on the, the NFL, this, this <laughs> level of analysis. <laughs> I wonder whether they broached it. I wonder how many podcasts will just like completely avoid it because they don't want to talk about something that's going to make them uncomfortable. <laughs> they'll talk about it. They'll be on their throne of sleaze, won't it? And uh, <laughs> they, probably won't, they probably won't describe it in the same way that we have, but... You know, what a man does to the privacy of his own home, good for him. If he likes yeah, being I shit on, that. you go for it. Get I get that, but... Just choose your, just choose your women better next time, yeah. because, you know, don't go somewhere who's going to be blabbing around. Exactly, make better decisions, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the poet's fine, just choose a better bird. <laughs> um, can, I, can I just say at this point, Pat, you've been, you've been silent for this discussion. I'm really, really sorry. <laughs> um, I'm genuinely sorry that just for everything really <laughs> uh, shall we shall we move on can we oh, let's get out of this let's get out of this shit show come on yeah right. okay um oh, i'm gonna talk about a sign a signing that my own team have made if that's all right um Stephen Goskowski, no, no, um, although we have signed Stephen Goskowski. Jadavian Clowney, who has spent six months, it's one of those free agency stories. It's gone on and on and on to the point where even the people involved are bored with it. Um, to start with, it looked as though he's doing the usual thing of ramping up the price, you know, trying to get teams to outbid each other. But in actual fact, a one-year deal for $15 million isn't, maybe as much as I think it could have been. But for the Titans who aren't a million miles away from being a proper contender, it's a massive missing piece or potentially a final piece. You never know. Um, This is huge from a team that in recent history have sort of shied away from making this kind of splash. I just want to say thank you so much for the Titans organization for not allowing him to land in Seattle, because thank fuck for that. <laughs> yeah, Any and on a, on, a, on a similar note, it's galling to see a team in your division getting better, having made the AFC Championship game, <laughs> while your team dismantles itself and looks awful. I mean, getting better, having made the AFC, it's sort of the AFC Championship game was a reach, obviously. So it's yeah. not as if that the next step is obvious from there, but you know, it, it's it's showing the right sort of ambition when you've got that seemingly lots of good pieces in place rather than kind of instinctively for a team like the Titans. Oh no, we're looking to the future. Yeah. No, let's think about our cap space. Let's think which is how it's been for years. You know, it's, it's making the right move at the right time. I mean, cap space is a myth as the chiefs have shown. 
yeah, I mean, it, it, it can. The fine art is to something going for a long time as as sadly the evil organization have been showing us but it kind of helps when you've got tom brady for 20 years but you know it's it it is a fine art and yeah these these opportunities don't last forever when they come along if you've got the chance to get a clowny go and get a clowny so uh, as someone who doesn't follow the seahawks off-season plans that closely or the titans for that matter why why didn't the Seahawks move heaven and earth to get him? Is is there what what did he do wrong that meant that they like didn't try and keep him there? And is he is he that that guy still that everyone thinks that Clowney is? Um that's that's my only reservation about it, because on paper it looks like a fantastic move for you in a in a position where you were a, a little bit lacking. Um but the the Seahawks are also lacking there. So why why haven't they done more to try and keep him? I don't think he impressed there as much as people think he impressed there, if that made sense. He he was good against he was really good against us when he played against us, but there are a number of games where Seahawks fans that I know would just sort of suggested that he went missing a bunch and didn't really have the impact. So I wonder whether they looked at what the Titans were offering and decided they just didn't want to go that way. I think the difference at the Titans is they've got more more options on that defensive line than Seahawks did. And the Seahawks, if you shut him down, they didn't have anyone else. Yeah, I think that's when he when he was at his best, obviously, or when he, you see the most impactful plays are when he does have someone else causing havoc. I mean, JJ Watt plays every down and is, you know, has that... Aaron Donald-esque thing where people can just go 100% every play. But I suppose my, the thing is for me, I think it's a great move. I love clowning, but I I don't... Having looked around the league and what's happened this offseason, as much as high as I was on the Titans at the end of last season, I am way lower on them at the start of this season. I I, I just don't know. I don't don't feel like... Why do you, why do you say that? I, d- I don't know. It's a strange when you were saying there that you and you think, oh, they made the AFC Championship game, and you talk about this move, which I think is a fantastic move. I just guess I'm still. I mean, I, we talked about how good Henry was last year. I remember everyone sort of all, almost accepting that he was better than maybe given credit for. But now, as I think about it, and I still rate him. I just don't. Know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't find. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't be worried to play the Titans. What? What is? What? What? Have you got that's particularly special, dangerous on offense? I I, I don't know, mate. I, I I'm I just don't I don't really well, feel it. Sounds it. like more like you've forgotten in the off season. <laughs> Do you reckon? <laughs> yeah. Do you reckon? But seriously, possibly like, I, because I don't, I don't I don't think. Well, the team. I don't think the team has. There aren't any major personnel changes on offense. They've got. AJ Brown's going into his second year as a stud receiver. Um, if anything, he might take attention away from other people on offense. I mean, the the rub is that Tanhill seems to cop a lot of flack, but I don't think he's copping a lot of flack from people who watched him that closely last, so year. Well last year. Um, yeah, he he could rightly perhaps cop a bit of flack for previous performances, but you know, Adam Gase. Um, yeah. Preach. The way I see it, sorry, the way I see it, Adam, is that the Titans for me are more of 
they sort of feel like the Bills in that they're not going to blow people away offensively, but they're such a solid roster all the way up and down. Like they're they're good in all phases, even though they're not a spectacular Chief C offense. There's good pieces there. They will be very, very competent. They've got a great defense, particularly now they've got Clowney in place. I, I just think they're one of those teams that will just quietly rumble over a bunch of teams without anyone really noticing. Yep, well, six of them in the AFC best. South. <laughs> that was that was rich yeah. and subtle builders dig shocker <laughs> I, no that was a positive thing i like the bills i like what they've done there they're, they're no, but i feel the same like about the bills. the bills as well still these dead teams i feel the same about the bills i'm not worried about the bills next year you think they're going to be as good next year mark yeah uh, you wait you wait till better. my week one preview since i saw you were doing it i thought well, well I, I know how this is going to go <laughs> It feels like a new day, and I feel like teams like the Bills and the Titans might get left behind. The Jets too. We're gonna there's, we're gonna be AIDS a... next year. There's, there's, there's a difference between being so... left behind and like never being in the race in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> it's very hard not to kind of be guided by preconceptions about teams that we've had for years. Like it's you look at the New England Patriots, and. They shouldn't be a very good team when you look at what they've got now. You know, they've got a decent defense, but you know, Cam has been... Is is Cam the person you want to trust to lead your offense? I don't know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's been a great player, but he's, in, he's had injuries. He's not as good. I think you look um, at the... T- but because it's the Patriots, you sort of think, yeah, they'll get it done because it's the Patriots. It's, you know, on the flip side, the Titans and the Bills aren't fashionable people I don't look at teams where there's not been a massive amount of change the titans are one the bills are another if there's not been a huge amount of change coaching staff's in the same the the team is pretty much the core of last year but has added some pieces for both teams um without a preseason, without camp without all of that the teams that are similar to that they were last year are the teams that are going to do well i don't think you're going to see the standard that you normally see of like 50% of the playoffs from the previous season, not making it this year, there's going to be a, a little bit more of consistency. And I think the Titans and the bills are two teams that are nailed on playoff size. See, and I get that school of thought, but here's a, a, a counter argument. What if that isn't what happens and the best players are who do the best? Because actually like, Oh, I think, getting up to game speed is going to be an issue. I really do. I think that this whole period has been really... I mean, look at your own workplace. Like, some people's workplaces are an absolute mess right now. Like, so I think everyone would have had to have to adapt. And I think getting up to competitive football, physical football, is going to be a challenge. And I don't think the best drilled teams are the ones who are going to maybe come week 10, week 11, those teams start to put runs together. But I think there's a massive chance that early on, we just see the best players dominating. And, and so I, I, that's why I'm maybe not high on the, on the bills and Titans Cause I just look around and there's superstars everywhere else. They so didn't you get see... to the playoffs last year by not having good players though. Yeah. I would, I would argue some like... of the players on the bills team, like we've got probably got one of the top two corners in the entire league. Yeah, but Cork, uh, uh, bro, he's not win. Uh, 
You don't win. Oh, don't win win with, you say you, like, are you claiming you don't win championships with defense? No, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> not last Look, season. Look, cool, cool, cool. Maybe, maybe, maybe you go and win every game seven three. That's that's fine. That might happen, but I just think there's teams that with such offensive, offensive power that are going to be able to take advantage just by being the best players. I I, I think we'll see high scoring games. I don't, I'm not sure we'll see low-scoring games. Defense is the hardest thing to actually manage. It's the hardest thing to coach. See, I, I agree with your point around um, it's been a weird off-season and a lot of teams won't be as well-prepared as they would normally, but I think that's where continuity of players, continuity of coaching staff is the biggest bonus and is the thing that will get those teams that are well-drilled and just know what they're doing over the line in a lot of games this year. I think someone said, is Cam the person you want leading that offense? And that got me to think, what offense? I think that, that that's almost flipped on its head and that he has Julian Edelman, yeah, yeah. possibly Nikhil Harry as receivers, but very little else. He has an okay running back core, but I don't think, if that offense fails, I don't think it's going to be on Cam. There's so many holes in it. Yeah, that's an absolutely fair point. But you the, my, what I meant was that you know it's the Patriots. You you think they'll they'll do something because it's because it's the Patriots. Um, the the other thing I would say about being undercooked and underprepared is that I wouldn't be surprised to see teams that run the ball well having a good opening three or four weeks. Yeah. While while teams are catching up and you know okay the preseason's a joke anyway but we haven't had it so that's taken away a lot of practice and preparation um so yeah just teams that stick do the basics well do the simple things well yeah if you've got if you've got a battering ram as a running back you don't need to dream up fancy plays um to win you those early games yeah you you hope um one thing i will say is we every year shout about the fact that preseason's useless and pointless and why do we do it this is the season where we find out whether it's useless and pointless Trust no me, because they is. haven't had a chance to scrimmage had they had a chance to like you mean combined team yeah team practice yeah yeah, yeah practice, i get that team scrimmage some of them games are more competitive more aggressive more violent than some of the stuff we see in preseason Let's like, explain the Raiders. Yeah, I just, I, I just think, I think it's going to be really, really difficult for you to yeah. manage a hundred guys over three, four months where so much is happening in the world to get ready to play football. I just think it's going to be such a big challenge for teams. Yeah, I take your point about joint scrimmages because, yeah, that that was a weird one. I, I totally understand why they've not done it, but that's a that's one that's like that's going to hit a lot of teams hard because you get so used to just tuning in to what the guys that you're playing on your roster do week in week out and if if you think that preseason doesn't teach you anything what teaches you even less is footage of some reporter from some reporter's phone of a pass being completed on a practice field with no defenders around the <laughs> yeah. receiver yeah um all right pat so i don't want to just this turn into a an AFC South <laughs> thing, uh, but it's I been mean, one the of the goal. Yeah. The goal for the Jags is the twenty twenty one number one pick, right? I mean, what what else could be going on? I mean, not according to Doug Marone, but you know, it depends. On <laughs> it's been an interesting <laughs> thing. You, your point about 
having a good reliable run game really hit home because like yeah so why would <laughs> cut with two weeks to go in the season the seventh highest yards running back from last season in the prime of his career and still on his rookie deal so he's pretty cheap we benefited so little from that move it makes so little sense and they justified it by saying oh he doesn't fit the scheme we want to run next year we've got better with these three guys who they're, they're barely not played. running the ball yeah, well, I mean, the, the guy who looked like he was going to be the lead rusher behind Fournette is now on COVID IR. So we've got Chris Thompson from the from Washington who is injured more than he's not injured. Zigbo, who scored me good pointless points, but played one game last season. And <laughs> guy we drafted in like the fifth round last year. So I I expect nothing from this season now. And I'm sick of the like kind of the the press conference facing management of the Jaguars treating the fans like they're stupid with contempt and coming on and saying, Oh no, we're doing what we think is best for us to pick up wins this season. We've got a great chance to compete with our young hungry players. Well, yeah, when we're 0 six, I'll um, be reminding you of that. We're not tanking, but we're going to lose by 25 points to the Colts. I, I have a weird sense that it's because Miami were, trying to do it last year and ironically they ended up getting the guy that they seemed to want initially um because rankings changed and so on and um, but that that team ended up playing for their coach um but i have the i sort of have the sense that in miami's case the coach what's the name of their coach name Ryan escapes Torres. me thank you um he was yeah he was trying to win games Maybe yeah, and... maybe the management didn't want him to, but you sort of had the sense that he, him and his team created a bond and got something going. I almost feel looking at Doug Marone that he doesn't want that. He's he's on board with the, the organization's desire to, to fail, dare I say. Oh, yeah, it, it feels like the squad decision-making isn't on him. It's on Dave Caldwell, I think. And I don't know, what it comes down to is they clearly don't have faith in Minshew long-term. So he's going to be a stopgap when they'll, they'll draft Lawrence or whoever they can get early in the next draft. And given that Minshew is the best quarterback we've had in Jacksonville in a decade, to dismantle the team around him and give him minimal chance to succeed next season deliberately seems very disingenuous to me. It makes me very angry. The irony is that Minshew is probably one of the, the players that I'm most excited about on that team or that you that you should be. Yeah. And and he's yeah he he's the guy that he's the guy they've kept. Yeah, he's not he's not who they want from that that number one pick next. So that position is they they want to replace him next year. Most I of the signs of point it. to that. They claim not, but most of the signs point to it. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, on the plus side, you look so sad at the minute, Pat. I don't like it. I want to <laughs> do you a hug. I mean, on the plus side, going into the season with no expectations as and when they pick up wins, it's going to feel all the sweeter. So and I don't think Minshew's a fighter. We saw him with fourth quarter comebacks last season. So if he can scupper the tanking, which he probably could, that would be hilarious. I'd like to see the look on uh, Dave Caldwell's face when we like six. Oh, I, that, yeah, I could still see Minshew winning, winning games. Some, sometimes it just takes, it just takes a couple of drives in a tight one when it, when it counts. And he's got that in him. We saw it last year. It does. It sucks to think that your team have got no real chance, though. No real shot. Like, well, I agree with you. I, I'm like, I, I've got no expectations. 
Yeah, I've got no expectations at all. Like, and it's nice we, to we, not. We ha- can all relate to that feeling. It's 100%. nice to nice to not have hope, just to just go in and enjoy the wins that we do get. But it's so frustrating when the organisation just do no- like nothing, and you don't really get it. Like that's. What's- like, yeah, well, no. what's galling is thinking, like, coming out of the draft and thinking, yeah, that's a decent, you know, they've got a, a hundred decent players there now. It might be like, it might be a six and ten team when you whittle that down. And then we have two months of craziness and they end, they end up looking like a two and fourteen team. And it's, yeah, we've we've gone backwards since the draft, which is impressive since not a lot's happened in that time. <laughs> the, the thing about when you go into a season not, having much of an expectation is it's very different feeling when you feel like you don't trust the organization versus when you do and you can see where it wants to go so with Lynch and Shanahan it seemed like they had a plan and you could almost you, even if you don't know it would work out you had hope that it might whereas the previous two seasons so under Chip Kelly and god I can't even remember his name the defensive line coach who got promoted to head coach and was well well in over his head it just was like they don't know what they're doing they have no idea what's going on here it's just going to be shit again next season and i think craig that's kind of how it feels like you are with gase at the moment where you're like you're just waiting for him to go he has to go it's just shit there's no there's no hope and you know what the worst thing about that is is that then like the players are there for a job and I get it. Like I don't that you can't hold that against them, but people are trying to get the best contract they can, to have the best situation they can, meaning they ain't gonna play a hundred percent football. I mean it's a nothing season. That you know, it is oh, it's, difficult. It's, it's a weird it's a weird thing if your team's if your team's ultimately kind of tanking. You know, I I, remember, I had that same feeling when we had Malarkey as a head coach and but the the trouble there was he he ended up taking the Titans to the playoffs, and you sort of well while you you want we ain't going to, to the win. playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> Trust so, me. But the, 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 our general manager was doing the right thing, so the roster was sort of being assembled. But the, there's an art to surely you can kind of tank without losing Ramsey and Gokwe, Fournette, and just just keeping something to build on. That's... Yeah, and a, a lot of those losses, like the, the Ngokwe and Ramsey, those losses were bad personnel management allowing your star players to become disillusioned and forced leaves. I don't think they were down to um, this uh, wanting a higher draft pick next season. But the trades like Calais Campbell going for a fifth, that sort of thing, snacks of, yeah, we're starting again, we're rebuilding, but we're not going to tell the fans we're rebuilding. Even though we're obviously rebuilding, we're going to treat them like they're idiots. Um, it's... You, don't, you don't get Calais Campbells for, for fifth round picks. Not normally. That's, this is the trouble. No. Unless you're Bill O'Brien. <laughs> that, that move makes marginally more sense than releasing your RB1 with 10 days to go till the start of the season or whatever it was. But still, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good sign for fans of the franchise, certainly. If, if you want to put a smile back on Pat's face, though, just remember Philip Rivers is in the AFC South and <laughs> the Texans and everything they've done. <laughs> so... Just I think, think I think I think Phil Rivers might surprise you. You know. Oh, shut up, Mark. The Colts have got a very I'm, nice I'm, squad around. I'm not, saying, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying I like it. That it likes throwing action, but I'm telling oh. you, I'm telling you, 
You just, I think it's you between just Colts and Titans for the AFC South yeah, this season. Yeah, I, I think you're. Think. I think you might be right. I think they might be a little bit better than people think they're going to be. Because, like, like oh, we, rightly we, say, Pat, came... they've got some. They've got some good players around them. He had good players around him in. Uh... No, he, no he, not not to this standard. Not his offensive what? line. Not his offensive line. There was nothing in comparison to what he's Keen, got now. Keen, Keen he did Allen, in 2005. Keen, Keen, Keen Allen, Allen and T.Y. Mike Hilton. Williams. Don't think they're that massively different. Mike Williams is something and nothing. Mate, come off it. A guy can't hit a barn door. Fuck Philip Rivers. If they do well, it'll be... Yeah, it's probably harder when you're having to scramble for your life every two plays. because the I'll tell you who might do well there. That is brilliant. Yeah, and that running back will do well. The um, rookie, uh, Taylor, he'll do well there. And he he might get a bligh, but he's still crap. And we'll see him being crap. (laughs) They'll they'll win games. We argued about this this when we did the the predictions pod, didn't we? But... um, I have a feeling that the Colts didn't we did we put the Colts in the playoffs? I can't Who remember. Cares? All right, who's right. who's more 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 um more yards before we move on? Let's move on. But more yards, Cam or Philip Rivers? Rivers. <laughs> I I hate to say it, but Rivers because I worry that Cam's just could get injured week three and that'll be him done for the season. Yeah, but okay. What's what's the point in asking the question if he's going to say he's going to get injured in week two? Obviously, he's going to lose, but. Uh, yeah, I kind Rivers. of if both do a full season, Cam. Nah, yeah. Rivers. If we Rivers because he's if, got a better O line and better if, receivers. If we can include all purpose, I'm going Cam all day long, all day we're long. Not we're not including it all purpose, are we? Well, why? It's a significant part. It's a totally it's different not, part type of criteria. It's not my fault. Phil Rivers doesn't move. Like that's not. It's, <laughs> it's quarterback position. If if thirty percent, isn't it? Maybe you've got in his head. If thirty percent of Cam Newton's offense is running, all-purpose yards, isn't it? If Philip Rivers throws for five thousand yards, it's not going to matter. All-purpose yards. Cam is smoking Philip yeah. Rivers. Yeah, in terms of all-purpose yards, of course it is. That's yeah, but if your quarterback stack. gets you, if your quarterback gets you four thousand all-purpose yards, and your other quarterback gets you two thousand passing yards, what would you put? Okay, give me a pocket parcel. <laughs> What a pocket parcel with two thousand? Shut up, Mark. Mate. He's not going to have two thousand yards, is he? I, you're right. He's not going to have two thousand yards. <laughs> oh, let's get away from this. Um, we'll yeah, this all these other NFL podcasts will be like, yeah. <laughs> oh God. Rivers had twenty-seven rushing yards last season for it's worth. I, I do feel like there should be a bet on there. Ooh. I've, I've, I stopped listening. <laughs> I don't even know what they're betting about. Um, sort it out on WhatsApp later. Yeah. Oh dear. All right. One one other thing. <laughs> the stuff that other podcasts will cover. You know, you want to li- you want to listen to what people think about Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. There are other podcasts out there, or you know the the Saints or the like the more fashionable teams that are probably going to do well. That, that's all obvious. That that's what that's not what we're here for. Um we hey, are going to preview week one. versus Cam Newton yards is good chat. I don't know what you're it talking is, about. <laughs> Adam, okay. I've got I've got a couple of fun little nuggets before we move on to one sentence previews. Odell Beckham are like that. <laughs> 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 um so Josh McCown becomes the oldest man on a practice squad at 41. He is oh. being paid to stay in Texas, learn the offense, and be an emergency backup QB. He gets twelve grand a year, to, uh, twelve grand a week, just to sit around his ass and, and learn their offense. I love that. It's the best job. That's the best that. job in the world, isn't it? 
Uh, he's done it his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even, have to, doesn't even bother to turn up now. Yeah, he doesn't even go to practice. He's literally just staying at home and learning their offense. That's amazing. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, Good for him. The, the Patriots in the draft spent a fifth rounder on a kicker. They then brought in Nick Falk to compete and cut both of them and currently don't have a kicker on their roster. Ah, oh, that's the Adam strategy of preparing for your season. Yeah, well, where's Ross's kicking kick boots? Until... Hey, maybe maybe Cam Newton can do that as well, and we'll add those yards on two acres. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the final one is the Browns kept five tight ends on their roster. What the fuck is going on there? Oh, I like that. It's because Odell Beckham likes the tight ends. You see. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Best material. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh. We, oh, we're really not better than this. All right. Anyway, in fact, sorry, another, another quick thing we, we did, well, we said we were going to talk about, um, I saw this today, is that they've added Colin Kaepernick to Madden this year, um, because they can. Um, but they've given him an 81 rating, which is comparable to, you know, an, I guess, a average most, a good yeah, in the NFL. Most decent so, quarterbacks. I mean, it's it's a computer game. It's you know, they they've done it to look good. It's pandering, isn't it? It's yeah, and and yeah, it's not going to do anyone any harm. But but people got, are going to want to play. I don't, this know, I don't have a problem about with it. And he would have got paid. I ain't got a problem with it. No, I've got I've got no issue with him being in the game. Good for him. Deserves to be in there because he's he still should be considered an option. What feels slightly disingenuous is it feels like, and whether this is true or not, I don't know, but it feels like they've given him a better rating purely for the sheer hell that he's Conor Kaepernick and they feel like it looks good to do it. Um, and- yeah, I, guess it I guess it's one of those things, if, they, if they're wondering whether to give him a better than average rating or a lower than average rating, you're, you're going to cut more flack for you know, if they would give any, him a 65 rating, they're going to get a load. Would, would anyone have questioned it if he'd have been in there on a 75, considering he's not played football for four years? Yeah, but what's the point? If you're going to put him in there, why make him shit? It's a computer game. What are we evaluating <laughs> him on? He ain't got tape. <laughs> like, it's exactly. Literally it's literally a game, mate. It's whatever. I would have given what, him 99. <laughs> what would be interesting to see? Old school Bo Jackson. What, <laughs> Just running was, around and no one can touch it. What was his rating in the last game that he was actually in as an active QB? I don't know. <laughs> Probably because if he's now rated higher than he was then, yeah. I think he might be. He might be because yeah. his last few games weren't good. No, but he, but, he wasn't but... even the starter in his final year, was he? Uh, he was after about week three. <laughs> well, he's had um, plenty of time to shake off any injuries, though, hasn't he? Now, so well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, right. It's time to preview week one. Um, anyone remember how to do that? We're going to be so bad at this. Oh. <laughs> Let's give it a shot. One sentence previews. Here we go. Houston at Kansas City. Huge game to kick off the season with the Super Bowl favourite Chiefs finding out if the Texans have anyone left to throw the ball to. Philadelphia at Washington. How can you not be excited at the prospect of Nate Sudfeld leading the Eagles to victory over the Washington Potatoes? Miami at New England. Game one at Foxborough. And no TB12 for God knows. 
The new era begins and we finally found out once and for all what we all knew anyway. Brady was a system quarterback. <laughs> Just as many sentences as ever. <laughs> Green Bay at Minnesota. This year must surely finally be the year when the Vikings take control of the NFC North. But this early test will show if they're really ready. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. Score prediction. Colts to score the same number as Philip Rivers has kids. The Jags, the number of elite players released or traded away. <laughs> Chicago at Detroit. The Bears could have had Cam Newton. Instead, they took Nick Foles. And because of that, their starting quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. LOL. <laughs> Las Vegas at Carolina. This NFL season all feels so new. Zero New York Jets at Buffalo. Many people think the Bills are poised to run right over the AFC East, but can the Jets spoil that party early on? No. <laughs> Cleveland at Baltimore. Seattle at Atlanta. Oh, that'd be me. This is going well. <laughs> Atlanta are preparing for reduced crowds of 10 to 20,000. Does that mean there will be noise or there won't be noise? LA Chargers at Cincinnati. A new era in Cincy under the helm of Joe Burrow. The other starting quarterback is Tyrod Taylor. Arizona at San Francisco. This somehow doesn't feel so new. Okay, is that it? <laughs> I'm not used to Craig only using like six words. <laughs> I, I got to get a beer. <laughs> Tampa Bay at New Orleans. The combined age of the quarterbacks in this game is 84, but that still might be less than the total number of points scored in this one if both offenses play to their full potential. Dallas at LA Rams. For some reason, everyone is getting excited over the Cowboys for this coming season, but this early win won't be a sign of what's to come. Pittsburgh at New York Giants. Big Ben heading to the Big Apple, time to find out if he's got that one last hurrah in him. And finally, Tennessee at Denver. Hardly a glamour tie, but there should be some good football on show for the purists. I'm expecting a very close encounter in this one. It's a horrible trip, week one, mile high. Don't like it at all. Anyway, enough about the Titans. That's, they are your one sentence previews delivered impeccably. Slick. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something else. That would, it would normally, it used to get an edit, all that. But, you know, this is, this is where we're at. Um, might give it some music, though, this season. So, I mean, I just, I gave it some music. Um, so that's what you're going to get this season. <laughs> Might cut that a bit out if I didn't. Right. <laughs> any other business? <laughs> um, we've. It's been a while. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go first if you like. Faux like. outrage. Faux outrage. And people being pissed off about stuff that's entirely unintentional. Um, 
Novak Djokovic in the week was a, a tiny bit annoyed after losing a point and he hit a, a ball back towards the ball boy as every tennis player does at the end of a game if they've got a ball left in their pocket um, in every match that's ever played on the Pro Tour. He accidentally hit one of the line judges. Because of that, he got kicked out of the tournament as the number one seed in one of the biggest Grand Slams in the um, in the entire world. The backlash that's come after that is it's insane and it's just smacks of people being offended for the sheer hell of it. I then saw a few days later that two players were kicked out of the England squad for having a couple of Icelandic birds back in their room. <laughs> now, Mason. I don't know about you, but if those were there, are there a couple of hookers? I don't know the full story here. No, one, so, one was an Icelandic model, Miss Iceland, in fact, and the other one was, um, you know, her mate, who was, you know, Icelandic. And, I, uh, I have a question. If they're not hookers, where, where did they meet them? If they're in a, like, COVID-secure in, in, bubble it's, on a plane it's, into a hotel. Come on, Adam. Okay. Oh, dear me. That's worse <laughs> than a and, uh, them, uh, did they uh, go to the social been... club? Forced to apologise. And again, the f- outrage that they've faced. Those two boys, if they'd come back to England, having not had those birds back in their room, they would never have been able to face their mates ever again. <laughs> if any one of us at that age, in that situation, had Miss Iceland saying, can I come to your hotel room? Even Gareth Southgate himself would have done the exact same thing. Can you imagine the look on their faces, like the massive grins as they apologise for having Miss World back to their room for a shag? Yeah. Oh, no, we're really sorry. He's a 19-year-old lad who's got Miss Iceland saying, can I come to your hotel room to do, you know, lots of nasty things to you? It Honestly, the fact that it was even a story 30 years ago, this wouldn't have been a thing. It would have been applauded. Yeah, Gaz was getting pissed in a in a dentist chair. That thing on Novak. Yeah, but yeah. It's, it's it's the it's the COVID bubble thing, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Right. Same Fucking with Joff, same off, Joffer, Archer. What do you want these boys? What do you want these young boys to do? Yeah, get me. What well, I agree, Mark. You see that Novak shit, yeah? Because I never actually read the. You've just told me. I saw the highlight. Like I am filtering Twitter significantly. Um, so I saw the highlight, but I never read it. The woman would look. All the pictures looked like she was shot. Like yeah. he specifically, she she he, he, it's like he served 150 miles an hour at her specifically because he doesn't like her kids. Like it's, it was, it was a bit, mad. wasn't it? Was he literally hitting the ball? No, was he, he was hitting yeah. the ball back to the yeah. Ball. So basically, That's... at the end of the at the end of a game, if you've got a ball left in your pocket on a change That's of end, standard. you take the ball out and you knock it behind you back to the ball boy or ball girl who stands roughly in the same area. He obviously missed, and he was a little bit annoyed because he lost the service game. So it was a bit harder than it should be. But he he wasn't yeah, even. But how looking. hard? It can't be yeah. that hard if and you're knocking even... it back to. The... And he wasn't even looking. He immediately right. knew he'd done something wrong. He, it wasn't like he looked at the woman and volleyed a shot at her in her throat. Yeah, it hit her, but she went down like she'd been shot by a sniper. But it was <laughs> He should have been docked, maybe like, I don't know. Saying grand to charity and move on. A fine. Yeah. Yeah. Fine, but to be yeah. kicked out of the tournament. Be more careful. Yeah, That's you, crazy. You're, you're an idiot. Your own tournament because you're yeah. taking the best player in the world out of it. It is bullshit. 
Yeah, how how dare they enforce the rules that were pre-written before the tournament, during the tournament? It's ridiculous. <laughs> what? See, I'm I'm with Pat well, on was... the rules thing, like the rules are the rules, but it's the outrage afterwards. Where it's like he apologised, he got kicked out. Let's, have, let's just move on. Who cares? Yeah, no one Has else needs been... a stake in it. I'm with what, you on that, Pat. What's the rule? Yeah, so you're saying that the thing about the rule There's is a rule that if, if you do that, you get you. If someone you. if someone serves like down a line and hits a line judge. No, nothing's made of it. If you accidentally hit someone you're not even looking at when you're knocking the ball back, which every player in every game does, suddenly you get kicked out of the tournament. Show me the rule that says that that's the case. Well, if you hit a ball in annoyance, and he hit a line judge, he wasn't well, hitting the ball okay, in annoyance. So he was like, hitting the ball why, back hit to the ball. Because that is well, a rule. Hitting it in anger. Okay, fine. If that's hitting it in anger, Christ. It, it wasn't smashed really hard. It wasn't but aggressive. It was, uh, no. No, it's it's it, the, it was ridiculous. The, it, was over, it was overly officious, and like like Rich said, the outrage afterwards was insane. Well, it's Djokovic and he's a turd, so you know. <laughs> there's there's a bit of that with the outrage. I think if it was if it was somebody more liked, generally, I think it would have been a bit different. What did he say recently? He said something proper cunt-ish recently. I can't remember what it was. Well, he, he arranged a he arranged a tournament during the lockdown in Ser- is it Serbia where he's from. Yeah. Um, and yeah, invited a load of players, and they all got COVID, including him. Hello, he just ignored social distancing. <laughs> Good work. Well done. Well done, no <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll go quickly. Um, just two ones. One is yeah, like I said, I was feel, I've, I've I've significantly had to filter social media. Like I have a very specific approach about what I look at because people are fucking stupid, man. Like that's mad, isn't it? Like people are stupid as well as the like fake shit out there and bots and that there are legit moronic human beings so yeah feel like that shit don't don't read everything uh the other bit is uh cobra kai on netflix is sick if you are between 30 and 40 ish i guess and even better if you have like a interest in martial arts cobra kai is so unapologetically cringe like so 80s and somehow Danny LaRusso and um, Johnny Lawrence look exactly the same just older talk the same <laughs> just older it is it's the best bit of nostalgia Cobra Kai sick Rich so I've got a very quick one uh, national anthems particularly before the England national football team uh, games are significantly worse when the crowd isn't drowning out the players. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't seen one. Yeah, that's good. I literally <laughs> was watching it this evening. I caught the caught the first half, and it, I, they, they were just like, <laughs> like none of them could hold a tune. They all sound in different pitches. Yeah, it's not good. Can we have? That's where I want fake crowd noise. Just over that bit. Smart. Oh, don't get me started on fake crowd noise. <laughs> not a fan. Pat. I arrived with one, but now I've got two. I want to ask Craig, are you flexing a championship title belt on us in the your background there? I like that. Looks like he's won uh, World Heavyweight Champion of the World. <laughs> I've got a couple belts, but I wasn't doing that on purpose. So I wasn't <laughs> <laughs> so no, it's, it's just the only other You've thing n- that we can see in the shot. Don't worry about no, it. No, it's not, is it? Don't, I'm literally covering it. I didn't, you're a prick. <laughs> <laughs> 
If you wear it round your waist and stand up while you're recording, we're going to see it. You know. We all know during this podcast. Come on, Adam. I didn't think it would be the only thing he was wearing, though. That would be really <laughs> just delicate place. I mean, it is Luckily, a big belt. Luckily, it's a big belt. Right. It is the week for weird sex things. Apparently. <laughs> be like uh, a snake for when the bird comes around that was with uh, Odell Beckham <laughs> I'd much rather he was smashing birds wearing championship title belts that is a way cooler story then he'd have to win something <laughs> um, second thing or first serious thing I want to shout out the excellent work of Brandon Perner uh, Brandon Perner on Twitter and This Is Good Sports on YouTube he runs a one man NFL um, sort of spoof news show, but he actually does the news really well with jokes as well. I, it's more entertaining than any of the mainstream NFL news media. So that's been keeping me very entertained during the off season, and I'm sure we'll continue to do so during the regular season. Uh, lots of uh, there'll be lots of shout outs in this AOB because I'm going to do something similar. Well, not di- not directly. I've kind of discovered a new like new genre to me of program. Like I've never. No particular reason. I never got into hard knocks or the all or nothings that the NFL have done for, for quite a few years now. Um, kind of, it's just you know, a time thing as much as anything. But never really watched them religiously. The odd episode here and there. Um, I watched in the summer the Last Dance um, with, with Michael Jordan. Uh, one of those one of those things where every everybody. Normally, I sort of resist where every single person you know, you've got to watch this on Netflix, so you've got to see that. And I'd tend to instinctively ignore that. But far too many people said that about the last dance. And I don't, I don't know anything about basketball, but what a watch that was! And you just the personalities that that come through. Um, and I've just just been watching the kind of because it's Spurs, but the All or Nothing um, that's being released at the moment. So four episodes into that. And you get these these documentaries. It's probably not news to any of you, but they're absolutely superb. You just get an insight that you don't get from just kind of watching the sport, obviously. But I if they're I done well, you realise quite how in depth it all was and how how open the players were, particularly the all or nothings. Where there's one there's one with the Australian cricket team that I've watched this summer as well, and there's they've. After a while, they just forget the cameras are there and they're just themselves, and you you learn what people are really like. Sunderland Till I Die is really good. That's one of the better sort of British UK ones that I've seen. Yeah, I was okay. really disappointed with like this year's Hard Knocks. Hard Knocks has been shit for a couple of years, in my opinion. But the, I watched um, Sunderland Till I Die during lockdown with a boy, and I think that that's probably the best football UK docu-series like that it felt really honest yeah that, that honest is honest is exactly it that's that's what i've realized that i'm looking for with these things i'm always and slightly nervous when i see these things coming out and you hope it's not kind of in a way it's not your team yeah because I, I like <laughs> yeah. like you look at the spurs one that there's been and i think Mourinho's come actually out of it looking like quite a friendly affable bloke and looks like good you really see another side of him but Deli Ali on the converse, I think looks like a lazy moaning bastard, and you like, I worry you worry about him moving forward. So yeah, I, I really like the series, but I'd never want a one on one of my teams. Yeah, no. uh, never. 
I think it's, I mean, it, it must be, it must be quite weird for the players, the, yeah, the manager, Jose Mourinho, you know, the cameras are in his office when he's having private meetings and supposedly they've, they're filming almost everything. You know, even, even stuff with Daniel Levy, who he's, even he's kind of a person ish. <laughs> um, but you see, like you, you only ever see the face and the decisions he makes normally. But like seeing footage of how he talks to Jose Mourinho, like candidly, it's it's really eye opening. And you know there there are other Daniel Levy's out there. You know, it's it's not it's not as if he's 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 the only one who who behaves that ruthlessly and so on. But it's quite it's a yeah good things to get into. I'm going to search search out more of these. That's yeah I'll have a have a look for that Sunderland one. And there's a yeah Sun, uh, the Sunderland a, one's really good. There's an F1 um, program, a similar thing that a few people have recommended as well. I mean, not I'm not hugely into that, but just again, yeah, just to learn about the the people in these. You, know, you, you stick a helmet on, and you've no idea what's going on behind that. But I thought I was done with one. I I thought that was going to be a massive massive just marketing thing of like making everything look really slick and actually it was really good and some of the team bosses came out looking like proper bell ends which was a lot of fun. Was Christian Horner one of them because he uh, does Christian that Horner's, most of the time. I was going to say he always looks like a bit of a bell end. Um the dude who runs uh Force India now racing point. No, sorry, Hass. Um the guy who runs Hass. Uh I can't remember his name. Um Gunter Steiner came out looking like an absolute melt. <laughs> they are, though, man. Some of them Formula One guys are creeps. I thought right. I was done with Formula One, but I've really been enjoying Sebastian Vettel's meltdown this season. Yeah. He's up there with Djokovic for sports. Lewis is dominant yeah, and everyone being pissed at it. And Vettel's absolute collapse have been lovely to enjoy this year. Oh, Vettel's just such a knob. He's Lewis been got, Lewis got in his, into his head three or four years ago, and he's he, he hasn't been able to. And Ferrari, they had no no. They both did not finish at the Italian Grand Prix. LOL, what a joke, mate. Yeah, Vettel's been. I mean, Vettel's been as rattled by Leclerc just being so much better than him as he has by anything else. But yeah, it was that the moment that so he wasn't driving there. the most dominant car in the field. He was just a whiny man child and there's so many of them like probably Lewis I'm liking more and more as he's matured because he's just decided fuck it I don't give a shit don't what anyone thinks shit. of me yeah. Love it. Um, yeah. which I like a lot more I didn't like him in his early years mostly because he was just this Ron Dennis-ized bland non-persona and now he's just like going to be his own man he's much more much more enjoyable to have on the grid but yeah like Vettel's a man child Max Verstappen's a man child it's yeah there's a lot of them I don't like. Leclerc I like. So what happens when you give 19 and 20-year-olds 20 million a year, mate? What are you going to do when they're spending six months in Monaco? <laughs> like, what are you going to do? They'll end up so in that. Iceland with people they shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the, uh, to the long pit stop pod. I can't be bothered to do an F1 pod. <laughs> no, I don't think we've got that in us, have we? I mean, we've barely got this in us. <laughs> All right, I think that just about. I haven't missed anyone, have I? That would be. Oh, who cares? That just about wraps us up. Um, yeah, if you've got this far, thanks for listening. Yeah, we're gonna 
we'll do it for another season as long as there's football. Good to chat to you boys. Nice one, lads. It's been fun. Cheers. Yeah. See you soon. That was the worst three minutes of Long Snapper podcast that there's ever been.